Good morning. It is Monday, May 8th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. I want to thank all of you who make the Commuter Devotional a part of your daily routine. It's such a pleasure and an honor to open up God's Word before us each day and just spend some time before the face of our God, seeking Him before our day really gets going. If you've been enjoying this podcast, be sure to leave us a review, five-star us on Apple Podcasts, and tell your friends and share episodes that are especially meaningful to you. It's very hard to make your way in the podcasting world, but we do believe that this ministry is helpful, and if you agree, well, let's get the word out. Let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray, and then we will dive right into it. This is Mark chapter 13, verses 14 through 23. But when you see the abomination of desolation standing where he ought not to be, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the one who is on the housetop not go down, nor enter his house, to take anything out. And let the one who is in the field not turn back and take his cloak. And alas, for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that it might not happen during winter. For in those days there will be such tribulation as has not been from the beginning of creation that God created until now, and never will be. And if the Lord had not cut short the days, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect whom he chose, he shortened the days. And then, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. But be on guard. I have told you all things beforehand. Let's pray together. Father, as we open up your word this morning to us in the book of Mark, God, we ask you to help us understand it by your spirit, light it up like a lamp in front of us. Lord, this is an especially troubling and difficult passage. So God, today, as we start our week, help us to meditate on this passage and see your goodness in it. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As a reminder, we are in chapter 13 of Mark, and chapter 13 happens on the Tuesday of Passion Week. Jesus is about the town in Jerusalem and just outside of it, teaching. And in this specific passage, it is part of a larger section of scripture commonly called the Olivet Discourse. He's on the Mount of Olives and he's teaching his disciples about what will happen in the last days. We've already seen that he's made it clear that we are already in the last days. They began when Jesus ascended into heaven. And now there are earthquakes and brother rising against brother, nation against nation, and many other tribulations the world will face. And in our passage today, there are probably a dozen different interpretations as to what it means. So like we've been doing with the rest of our passages, we're going to look at it closely and pull out the truths that matter the most. Rather than go down all the different avenues to try and interpret it, we're going to grasp onto one or two truths each day and latch onto those. So in our passage, we learn about the abomination of desolation. If you remember back, way back when we did the book of Daniel together, 
The book of Daniel actually talked about the abomination of desolation three separate times. And again, there's multiple different interpretations to what that means. But what it surely means is there will be imitators of Christ's. And they will appear to be exactly who Christ was. But Jesus warns us, saying, Do not listen to them. If anyone says, Look, there is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not listen to him. For the whole purpose of this person is that he will lead people astray. As we go today, and we reflect on this passage, there are two main truths that we need to pull out of it. Number one, no matter what interpretation you take of this passage, it is clear that in the last days, life will be extremely difficult. Multiple tribulations will come, multiple hardships. Jesus warns that if you're out in the field doing work, don't even turn back to grab your jacket, just run. And he says, let it not come during winter. And if you are a pregnant woman, oh, it's going to be hard for you. It is a reminder to us that the first time Jesus came, he came as he does in the book of Mark, coming to teach and preach repentance, coming to seek and save the lost. But as time comes up to his second coming, he is only coming to judge. Judge not just man, but this entire creation. The second truth we can pull out of this passage is verse 20. It is a very interesting verse. So let me read it to us again. He says, And if the Lord had not cut short the days, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, whom he chose, he shortened the days. How are we to take this passage? There's only one way that I can see, and it is full of hope. My brothers and my sisters, if you are a part of God's kingdom, if you are a child of God, one who has placed your faith in the very Son of God himself, Jesus Christ, and trusted in his sacrifice, on the cross of Calvary, to bear the burden of our sin and pay the penalty for the wrongs that we've done, well, then you are part of the elect, the ones that God chose to draw to himself. And in those last days, when the suffering is so bad, when the abomination of desolation resembles Jesus so closely, he's leading astray, if possible, even those who were elect, part of God's kingdom. Jesus says, Oh no, what grace! I will hold you in my hand and not let you go. It is not possible to lead astray my elect, because I will cut short their days and bring them home. And my friends, if you are part of God's kingdom, He will never let you go. Nothing can lead you astray. And if anything even gets close, by God's grace, by God's grace, he will bring you home. It is a strange thing to think that death is a grace to us, when death is what Jesus conquered on the cross. But this verse in Mark is nothing but hope for the believer. We came to Christ as fools, as sinners, as depraved, as wretched people. And even while saved, we still make mistake after mistake after mistake. 
My friends, we're bumbling idiots just trying to get through life as a Christian. And if we get to a point where we are about to fail, our Father will still hold us tightly in His grasp and pull us to His side. What hope? My friends, this is something that we can really spend the rest of the day meditating on. Read this verse over and over again. How else can you interpret such an interesting verse? My friends, as we go today on Mondays, we like to pray for global missions. Today, let's pray for the city of Dakar, Senegal. Let's pray. Father, what hope we find in this passage. In the midst of the judgment and the suffering and the leading astray, the deceit and the lies and the false prophets, there's this verse filled with hope that you will cut short the days of your children so that they will not be led astray. They can never wander from your fold, Lord. Your grasp will be ever upon them. Lord, for me, this flipped upside down my worldview on death. Not even death is a weapon of the enemy anymore, but a grace flowing from your kingdom to us as your children. Lord, someday, when this world passes away and our lives are taken from us, it is only gain for the believer. God, as we go today, we want to pray for the city of Dakar, Senegal. Lord, in a country that is full of darkness, where many Senegalese worship spirits and try to appease the darkness so that it won't overcome their families. There are lamps everywhere. Believers who are trying to be baptized to learn more about you, the true light who overcomes all darkness. Lord, we pray for the believers in the city of Dakar, Senegal. We pray that they are lights among their people. Lord, we pray specifically for the work of a missionary there who's leading a small Bible study of women, one of those women from the Republic of Congo. Lord, as she goes back to her people, help her to carry the light of the gospel with her, to show them that the spirits, that death itself, is no longer a weapon of the enemy, but a grace of God. Lord, we pray that you will call your people out of the country of Senegal. We pray these things in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.